This is After the Bell Rings, a podcast brought to you by the Triad School District in Troy, Illinois. In this series, you'll hear about what your kids are learning, how they're learning, and ideas to strengthen the school-home partnership. Here's Amy Van Hoos. Welcome to After the Bell Rings. This is episode eight. Today I'm going to be talking with my guest about reading comprehension. Comprehension is the understanding and interpretation of what is read. It's our main goal when we're reading. We read to understand something. To be able to accurately understand written material, children need to be able to do several things. First, they need to be able to decode what they read. They also need to be able to make connections with what they read and what they already know. And third, they need to be able to think deeply about what they've read. And that thinking deeply part is our comprehension. There are several skills taught in class that aid in student comprehension of text, including understanding words and context, identifying a sequence of events, making predictions, and drawing inferences about a passage or story, identifying the main idea, asking and answering questions, recognizing literary devices and determining a story's tone and mood, determining author's purpose and point of view, and finding a problem and solution or cause and effect. And those are just to name a few of what kids will cover in their life at school. These are a lot of skills that kids are asked to do to fully comprehend text that we see as they get older. Usually this becomes a natural process as kids continue to practice, but as you can see, there's a lot of parts. And it's not surprising that kids can take some time to master comprehension. It's also one of the most important things that you can practice at home because it's often overlooked. A child reading the words of a text is not enough. We wanna make sure that they understand what they read. That's once again, the goal. So this is a really broad topic. Comprehension has so many pieces, but today we're gonna give a few starting points. We're gonna continue to dive deeper into these skills in future podcasts. So to help us get an idea of what teachers are doing in their classroom and how you can help at home, I've invited Mrs. Peyton Freshy to the show today. Hey, Hi, hi, Amy. Mrs. Freshy attended SIUE and majored in early childhood education. Her first job was as a preschool teacher in Decatur, Illinois, and this is her second year at Triad in kindergarten. Yeah. So she's going to talk a little bit today about how kids get started with comprehension. But even if you don't have a kindergarten student, we're going to put a lot in there about what kids do as they get older and how you can help kids of all ages with comprehension. So welcome to the show, Mrs. Freshy. Thank you very much for having me. So let's just get started. Why in your class and why in education do you think that comprehension is important? Well, to me, comprehension is like the meat and potatoes of reading. It's why you read. You read to understand something. So um, comprehension is not how you read, but it's what you read. Um, I always think of a child in kindergarten learning to read. They are definitely learning how to read the words, but it's important to teach them um, to understand what is happening in the book. So. I think of this as a lot of W questions. Who was the book about? What was the book about? What happened? Where did it happen? Stuff like that. And that makes a lot of sense because as an adult, we focus on what we read, not exactly how we read. That part is going to come throughout school. But when you are an adult, we're going to have to know what it is that you have read. So when we really think about it, comprehension is that end goal. So 
we want to make sure that we're hitting it from an early age so that students are, have that ability to gain that rich understanding from the text that they're reading. So, Mrs. Freshy, what are some things that teachers do at school to teach comprehension? Um, well, in general, we ask these kids to read um, books that are at an appropriate level for them. So, not only, again, how they read, but what they read. At what level can they comprehend what they're reading? Right, that makes sense, too. Um, when, if they're reading at a level that is right for them, then you're hitting that accuracy point, too. Absolutely. They're able to read the words, or they're able to not completely struggle through the words. So when they're reading at a level that's appropriate for them, we kind of have accuracy and comprehension yes. at the same time. Yeah, and then when they become more fluent readers, um, they're also able to read texts that are a little more difficult than their current reading level in order to stretch their ability and their comprehension skills. So as we keep moving in reading ability, it also grows in comprehension skills as well. Um, we also teach specific comprehension skills and strategies. So in kindergarten, we really start with reading, you know, it might be a very basic sentence, I see the dog. But then you look at the picture and you can see the dog. Oh, who sees the dog? You see the picture of the person and the dog. Um, so the pictures are a huge um, part of comprehension um, as a young student. Later in the year, we start to talk about story elements and we again, begin to use those W questions. Who, what, when, where, you know, the setting, um, beginning, middle, and end, stuff of that nature. Um, and as they begin growing those strategies, uh, we go to retelling, summarizing, finding the main idea, compare and contrast, cause and effect, making predictions, stuff like that. Right, and those are not all covered right no, away in the beginning. No, not at all. So those will be covered throughout elementary years, and then they'll continue to practice with deeper and richer text at middle school, and then once again, even deeper and richer text at high school. So we introduce these skills at a young age, but they continue to grow as kids read more difficult texts too. Those skills become harder because the texts become harder. Right, and kids don't always know that they're doing these things, but as we start asking them questions, they're already building those skills without being told, now you're going to make a prediction <laughs> right. or let's compare and contrast. They're already doing these things. You know, we work in a lot of small groups in kindergarten where we have the opportunity to talk about a book um, or the kids can talk with each other and they're reflecting on the book and what they've read and growing those comprehension skills with their peers as well as guided by a teacher. So taking home the whole idea of comprehension, I mean, that's just such a broad topic, but let's start to think a little bit about what can parents do at home to help kids with comprehension because we want to make sure that at home we aren't just practicing reading the words, which for our young kids is still very important, but we want to throw some comprehension in there too. It gives them a little break from the decoding. Oh yeah. <laughs> but as, as kids get older, that comprehension becomes so much more important. So do you have any ideas of what parents can do when they're working at home with kids? Yeah, I suggest always ask questions. And this can be something you do at the end of every page or every other page. It can be, um, you know, What's the title of the story? Before you even start, get them thinking about what they will read. Or at the end of the story, did you like the story? Why or why not? They'll think back to the story and parts of the story that happened. And they're already comprehending just by asking their opinion of the book. And there's a, um, 
a lot of questions that could be asked too. And on our website, afterthebellrings.org, we have several different types of questions and question stems that you can ask your child, starting from kindergarten all the way up through high school questions, especially our elementary resource that we have on the website. It's even broken down by grade level. So there's kindergarten questions on there. There's first grade questions, fifth grade questions. And then we have another resource for upper elementary that get in a little bit deeper. But just because your middle school or high school doesn't mean you can't use those. There's still really good questions on there that get that get deep into a book. And then there's the basic beginning, the who, what, when, where questions that we start with with our younger kids. So make sure you check out our website for that resource. Um, another thing that I like to say to my parents is read every night. And I tell my students, read a book more than once. A good reader always reads a book more than once. The more you're reading it, you know, you might pick up on something you didn't the first time. I heard someone say, my kid can tell the story, but they can't read the words. That's great. That means they've heard it so many times that they're already retelling the story. And I'm sure if you went back and asked um, the student who was telling the story, what happened at the beginning? What happened at the middle? What happened at the end? Those are comprehension skills just from them hearing a story many times. So my kid's in Mrs. Freshie's class, and it makes it easy to get her here to talk to us today. <laughs> but um, he came home with this cute little book the other day, and it was just a little paper copy that he had read in class with Mrs. Freshie. I'm sure it was from a weekly reader. And he brought it to me, and he's like, Mom, I can read these words, and I know what's happening, which was really good because it was just about teeth, and um, all the animals were right in front of him. But So I definitely was hoping he could comprehend that. But just that satisfaction he got from going and reading that book to me and telling me all about what he was seeing. I could tell that they had been practicing that and he had a chance to use his skills and show me and he was really proud of it. So while it was something pretty starting and basic, I mean, he was just proud he could do it. So rereading, is, is, it's another great strategy. It definitely grows their um, confidence as well when they're a reader. So I think that being able to reread simple texts but comprehend them as well is a great building block for reading and comprehension in the future. So Peyton, you had talked a little bit about asking questions when you're reading with your child. How often, I think you may have touched on this a second ago too, but how often would you ask a question when you're reading with a kid? I mean, what is too much and what's not enough? Right. Um, so for younger students, I usually do once a page, if it's kind of a longer page, two, three sentences, that's long for a young student, or once every few pages for the shorter pages. So I like to stop and say, who was this about? Or what was this about? And if they can answer those two questions, they usually are comprehending what's going on and continue to do that as the story goes on. Just a quick check and then move on to gauge their comprehension. And then I guess as your kids get older too, you're not always sitting down and reading with them. So a great thing to do is just talk to them after they've read, hey, what are you reading right now? What's it about? Tell me about these characters. Um, why do you think characters feel this way? Asking some of those questions, even if you haven't read the book with your child and just engaging uh, your child in a conversation about the book can really help with their comprehension too. These questions don't necessarily mean you have had to read this book you can often get a pretty good idea if your kid is understanding just by the way they phrase the questions and if they're able to answer them yeah 
Another thing that I like to do with the kids um, towards the spring of the school year is I like to read shorter chapter books with the kids each day. And I don't read the whole book each day. I read a chapter or two. Good books that I use this with, Junie B. Jones, Magic Treehouse. And this is a great way for me to gauge how far their comprehension has come because we read a chapter or two a day. They're real short. And then the next day I say, okay, where did we leave off? What happened? What was the problem? Magic Treehouse books are great for what was the problem. So get them thinking a little bit deeper than just the uh, surface area of comprehension. And if you check out our website again, linked to this episode, we have a ton of resources. And some of the resources we have on there are good books to use with asking questions or making predictions or, or different reading skills. So make sure you check out the website that goes along with this episode. Some parents may not know that their child's having trouble with comprehension because as teachers, it becomes second nature to us. But I I realize at home, it's not always the first thing that you notice. We're, We're very worried about being able to read the words. But how would a parent know if their child is struggling with comprehension? First and foremost, a teacher should always let you know if there is a concern in regards to their comprehension skills. But things you can do at home to get a gauge on this A child might not be able to summarize or retell what has just happened in a short story or even a chapter for the older kids. And you'll be able to tell, like you said, even if you haven't read the book with them, you can usually get a good gauge for if they've understood what's happened. (laughs) Right, if they just start going off on different things or if they only tell you about the cover. That's a big one, too. Sometimes if they just tell you about the cover, they don't totally get it. They're just looking at what they use to choose to read that book yeah so uh, yeah another big warning sign just talking about the cover probably need to investigate that a little more right um another thing is they might be able to tell you what happened but they can't tell you why it happened or how they got to this problem Uh, they're missing those details to get you from point a to point b another thing is they might not be able to explain what's going on in the character's head or what they're feeling about a situation that's going on. And that'll come more like, I would say second, third, fourth, and up from there. If they can't explain a character emotion or feeling, that's kind of a a red flag. That's when they're starting to learn to talk about tones and moods and um, how how characters feel and why they feel that way. A way you could do that with the younger kids to get their gauge on thoughts or feelings. You look at the picture. Is there a question mark above their head? Can you see that the character may be crying or has a sad face? Or are they extremely happy about something? The picture is a great, great way to work on comprehension with younger kids. Another way to gauge comprehension at home, is your child able to link the events in the book to similar events in another book or in real life? They'll be able to again, kind of feed on those emotions, um, get the thoughts and emotions of the other characters. Or can they say, I remember when that happened to us, and this is how I felt. Are they making those comparisons able to relate the two occurrences to each other? And I remember when I first started teaching, I had never thought about connections, ever. I made connections all the time when I read a book. Oh, yeah, that's kind of like this situation, or that kind of happened to me, or I like this character because it reminds me of this oh my gosh, (laughs) I did it all the time. I didn't realize that was something that good readers do. And I didn't realize that was part of comprehension. So actually, I mean, if your kid can do that automatically, that's great. If not, start helping them a little bit by prompting them to do that because that's a wonderful skill to learn because it helps us internalize what we're reading. Another one, vocab. 
it's so different than comprehension, but without understanding vocabulary, we have a hard time understanding what's going on in a book. So what are some strategies that you have for vocabulary? Just a couple real quick ones, because vocab could be a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. So what, when you're reading with a kid or when you're reading at home, what, what can we do to help with vocabulary? For sure. Use context clues. What is around that word? Other synonyms, words like that word um, to help you figure it out. What is going on? Um, or reread. Go back and reread the sentence once, twice, maybe even three times to see if you can understand what is happening or what that word might mean. Um, you might miss a whole meaning just by not understanding one word. For the younger kids, too, again, use the picture. Understand what's going on by using the picture, making sense of a word. I always say, get your mouth ready. So if it's a big word like ecstatic, um, <laughs> you might look at eh, uh, get your mouth ready with that sound and look at the picture for something. You know, tell them, look at their face. They might even say, excited. Oh, but that helps you to understand what ecstatic means. Um, another one, use big and interesting words when you're talking to your child, like the word ecstatic. Um, and then they'll start to be thinking about that. Talk about the words that they might not know when they get to it. Stop, take a break. What might that mean? Talk it out. Um, also, the word doesn't have to be in the book, you know. It can be words that you hear anywhere just to help them to make the connection between the word that they read and a real-life use for the word. And there's a lot on vocabula vocabulary that we could talk about. Yeah. That was my whole focus for my master's program or my master's thesis that I wrote. Just a whole 100-page document just on vocab. So I'm sure we'll get into vocab more one day. But for now... Try just those few things to help get your kid moving forward in that and then understanding the text. So on our website, we also have some interesting links that you can use to practice at home. We know that time is busy at home and you don't sit down and read for hours each night and we can't practice this continuously. So sometimes using the technology tools that we have to get some educational practice in is totally a great idea. Uh, I do it at home too. I put my kids on a computer when I'm making dinner sometimes and we just put them on a website that they can listen to a book or they could read a book while I'm cooking. So we have a few on our website that you can go and get links to, but let's talk through them a few minutes so you kind of have an understanding of what we have there. So Mrs. Freshy, what are some of them that you use in your room? Well, in my room, we use Starfall a lot. That's where I usually start at the beginning of the year. Um, they tend to grow away from it, but then when they get to be reading more, they like to go back because you can read books yourself on there. It almost makes reading seem like a game. They're using technology. They're not so much reading, but they're able to have some fun with it as well. Um, Starfall has a lot of great options for pre-K, even through first grade. Might even have some second grade stuff on there as well. Storyline Online is a hit in my room. We love to use this when we listen to reading. You can listen together if you wanted to pull it up on like the tablet at home. You could watch the story. There's usually a celebrity reading the book and then they do a nice little you know video of the pages. You can also use question stems that we're linking on the website to talk about the book and check their comprehension as you listen to the story. So a couple other ones, too, that I've run across in different classrooms that I've been in. Room Recess has reading games that actual, actually practice a lot of these strategies we talked about today. You can practice context clues, facts and opinion, main idea, cause and effect, and, and several more different types of areas. So Room Recess is a great place to go for some of our um, upper elementary. 
IXL is a paid subscription that our district uses. Most classrooms use it mostly for math instruction, but some kids have access to a language arts component too, where you can practice different types of language arts strategies. So ask your kid if they have that in their classroom for language arts, and if you do, you have access at home too. ABCA and Fun Brain, which ABCA, yeah, just like it sounds, <laughs> ABCYA, they have different types of educational games that you can play. Um, careful with Fun Brain if you're at home, only because they have educational games, but they also have lots that aren't. So if you're expecting that your kid is playing something educational, you might want to monitor them on Fun Brain. <laughs> uh, Lots of fun games. Nothing bad on there. Right. Just not all educational. Right. And then Read Theory is a great place to go for our older kids. You can sign up as a parent and your child has a chance to read short passages and answer questions about what was read. So it might be more motivating than picking up a book for some of our more reluctant readers. So great places to go there too. And as I said, I highly suggest you go to our website afterthebellrings.org because we have so many resources on there for what we've talked about today. We also have, along with everything we've talked about, I have parent pipelines on there. And parent pipelines are documents that will go through each one of the skills that we've even just touched upon or mentioned today and gives you ideas on how you can use these at home. We are going to do podcasts on each one of these as we move along. But for now, if you're ready to get started or you know your kid has something they need to practice in a certain area, that is a good place to go and get those parent pipelines there. Just one page, little helpful starters. So we have focused a lot on what comprehension is and some basics of what you can do to help your child at home. Comprehension is a very broad topic and... uh, I I hope that we've given you a couple strategies to help you get started. If you have specific questions or you want us to talk about something different in the future, make sure that you visit our Facebook site. We will always take suggestions there and help plan podcasts around that. So thank you so much, Mrs. Freshy, for joining us today and sharing all of your beginning comprehension expertise. We enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Android Podcast, and on Stitcher. We will see you next time. You've been listening to After the Bell Rings. Our mission is to strengthen the school-home partnership. For show notes, to contact us, and for more information, visit afterthebellrings.org.